0: during this Advent season, which means that it is the time to expect the arrival of something and someone, Jesus. We are in our last Sunday that we consider Advent season. We have been focused on ordinary persons, Zechariah, Joseph, and how they received this unexpected gift, surprising, scary, way out of line and way out of time. And it became an extraordinary, excuse me, gift for them and for us. So today I invite you to explore the life through the eyes and the heart of Mary, focusing on the Advent season, how it was prepared for her, how she prepared herself, and the outcome of that. In just a moment, we will get to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, quite a few verses. But before that, I invite you to wonder something that I've wondered, uh, imagining younger families raising toddlers, little ones. It's fascinating to witness younger families envisioning A family portrait picture day to be carried out perfectly with the matching outfits or the coordination of the colors. Sometimes we pose outside by the tree. Sometimes it's a pre-selected backdrop. And the children follow the directions oh so precisely and beautifully. According to the photographer, look at the picture of those beautiful children who smile on cue, who remain still, who sit still and pose and are having a great time. Interestingly though, I just realized it's a cartoon, so it must be unreal. What's more real is an image that I recall December 11, 2015, and this is more What a typical picture day, (laughs) Christmas picture classroom for a preschool. Somewhere in there, my youngest daughter, Elena, is having her perfect moment. So let's review this image. So you see the woman, a parent, kind of in the middle of that image with a cell phone, trying to capture the perfect pose. Right behind her, there is a moving look-like child who appears to try to be escaping, (laughs) who is crying, believe me, that will be my child. (laughs) The teacher assistant, she is trying to pose, closing her eyes to the reality before her. Then you see behind her another teacher assistant. Her name is Marlene with her uh, uh, arm extended. She's, I don't know, seeking help. But (laughs) the children on her lap are hating this moment, as you can see. Then you have Miss Maria, the lead teacher with the Santa hat. She's posing without her children among her. Then you see Santa Claus, he's posing. The child doesn't want to be there. And the average, I, I recall, this is a number, this is a 18 to 20 students. And as you can see, there's not even 10 there. I don't know what happened there. And where is Elena's mom? That will be me. I am trying to capture the beautiful moments leaving my daughter on her own. as she is clearly in despair. So that is a perfect picture of how imperfect things, well-planned, the perfect outfits. Do know, and I'm sure it happens here in our preschool, uh, holiday Christmas parties are done in the morning. So many parents coordinate If they work outside of the home, they have to figure how to cover that. If they work in the home, they coordinate to come and be part of that. They bring a cover dish only to find a disaster before them. But you do what you gotta do. You do your best, you plan, but so often the outcome is way different. Many milestones in life turn out or develop quite different from what we pondered and pictured. I dare to say that the vast majority of life's outcomes are not entirely how we planned them. Have you ever heard someone say, I did not sign up? for this. (laughs) Many times, even for parenting, marriage, career promotion, I did not sign up for this. The people of Israel, going back in time, needed a way of life, a new way. They waited for deliverance again. Life as they knew it needed change. They waited for a new king that would deliver them from injustice and oppression and chaos. They remembered how their people were delivered hundreds of years prior from Egypt, and they knew it needed to happen again. And one of those persons, part of the community of the family that waited and prayed and believed it was just a matter of time, was Mary, young lady Mary. She hoped for their prayers to be answered, I hope that you can imagine just for a moment a young girl growing up learning about all the ways that God answered prayers, how prophecies were fulfilled, and how promises were yet to be fulfilled. She knew about the historical prophecies. She had heard and received the oral tradition Passed from one generation to the next, she believed in God in Yahweh and Jehovah. She anticipated God's glory to display so splendidly and come and save the day and solve the world's problems. But she never, ever anticipated that she would be that involved in the solution. She did not anticipate to be that involved in God's plans. Luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. Then I'm going to skip because of time from 38 to verses 46 through 56. I ask you before next Sunday, read the entire chapter 1 of Luke to get even a more comprehensive journey. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38 and then I'll skip through verse to verse 46 it reads like this In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David The virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and said Greetings favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David.'" He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For the sake of remembrance, say overshadow. Therefore, The child to be born will be holy, and he will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, that's John the Baptist, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am. The servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The next few verses you will read Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. When Elizabeth sees Mary, something physical happens. For the baby moves in a way that tells Elizabeth something magnificent is happening to you, Mary. And then Mary responds, and here we go. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. He has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months, and then returned to her home. Amen. God's actions involves his overshadowing Mary. His acts involve overshadowing Mary. I want to unpack what's behind the term overshadowing according to the biblical scripture. It goes back to the Old Testament. When you look at the original language, it's the same concept that you see in Exodus chapter 40 verses 24 through 38 when It makes reference to a cloud we know as the Shekinah, and it's a cloud that rested on the tabernacle, something made as an altar for God, and it was the evidence, this cloud, this overshadowing was the evidence that God was protecting the people on their journey, during the day, the cloud would move and they would follow. During the night, it would remain, it would stay over them for to keep them warm with fire and to give some kind of light. Overshadowing the people every step of their journey towards deliverance. Then you fast forward to this chapter in Luke. And then you go to Luke chapter 9, and the same term, overshadowing, is used when Jesus is transfigured. Something amazing happens, that before a few disciples, Jesus' face changes. His clothes become dazzling white. And the disciples witness the appearance of Elijah and Moses, something divine. And it was a reflection of how the glory of God, the presence of God, the protection of God, the cloud, the manifestation of God's presence overshadowed them. That same overshadowing term is used here that the glorious presence of God overshadowed Mary in that moment, enveloping her, filling, powerful, something extraordinary and divine. And we read that she's perplexed by the greeting because she's not reluctant like Zechariah was. She didn't. She wasn't hesitant to believe. It. She did. It was just hard to grasp her mind was blown away. So she does ask for an explanation, but not as a way to resist the announcement. So then she ponders. Then she accepts. And she accepts the announcement because she presents herself as a willing, humble servant when she said... Here I am. God creator brought life out of nothing. You go back to Genesis 1. Out of nothing and out of dust, humankind was made. She believed in that. You fast forward to this moment. Now, once again, human life comes to fruition by a divine conception. Whoa. There are picture-perfect moments and seasons in our lives when the outcomes make sense when the plans work out perfectly when we are on a mountain top blessings for sure and then there's also the time like for Mary when she receives an announcement that her prayer request would involve her in a whole new deeper greater harder extent She never imagined to be that involved. But God overshadows her, and she accepts. God fills her, and she responds, okay, here I am. I didn't know I was going to be that involved, but I'll go for it. What do you think my question for you today is? Are you ready for the question? Are you sure? Are you sure? How do we truly expect God to overshadow our plans? To do something with us? Another question Are you truly willing to be that involved? in God's plans here on earth? Are you truly that willing? Do we really want to be that involved? It's going to get hairy and scary. Are we willing? How? It takes a decision. Ponder. Be perplexed. Be perplexed. Ponder with it. And hopefully, be willing. And then express, here I am. And get that involved. But do not be afraid. For God overshadows you. Meaning, God fills you, God loves you, God holds you, God protects you, God will lead you, God will carry you, God will forgive when we get out of line, and He will bring you right, but God will be with you. Are we willing? to be that involved? If so, may we have that kind of Christmas, which we're calling this morning, have a Mary's Christmas this season. Are we that involved? Do we want to be that invested in the journey with God? Is it picture picture perfect to see Mary carry in her womb the Son of God? Look at this beautiful image we have here. I hope you can remember the, even the video of, of, the, of the person who, who, who was in character as Mary. Look at this beautiful image. Mary, just so gentle, also oh, kind. Oh, beautiful. Who really wants to be Mary? Right after this, she had to flee to protect her own life. And it wasn't on a nice horse, it was a donkey pregnant. Refugee? Couldn't even find a place to stay. Humiliated by the gossip, crazy woman says that she's not really pregnant out of wedlock. Something about God did that. And then you fast forward to what happens to Mary, which last week to me, as I was reflecting during worship, look at this beautiful image, oh, so silent night. And now take your eyes right up to that image over there. And that is her son eventually dying on the cross as a criminal. See how hard. Do we want to be that involved with Jesus Christ? Are we willing? to, to hold fast, to trust, to believe that God has done it before and God will do it again. And nothing has been impossible for God. And listen to this, hear the good news, nothing will be impossible with God, for God and with God. Whatever is in your life right now, Ask as a willing servant that the Mighty One will come into your life and lead you like that overshadowing, glorious power. Involves, it does involve for us to accept that it comes in a different way so often. And I invite you this morning, as you await for Christmas in just about two days, do we want to be that involved in the work of our Savior, in your family, in your marriage, at work, in your decisions to yet to be made, in our community? The glory of Christmas included the willingness of ordinary people to embrace God's overshadowing of their lives. So as we come to the end and the worship team leads us in a final way of magnifying the Lord through song. May this be your prayer. I'm perplexed. So I'm going to continue pondering on this, God. And give me the strength and give me the courage and help me trust you that much for you to use us. For we are here as your servant. May that be your Merry Christmas to celebrate Tuesday and Wednesday and for the days to come.